I claim on earth what's coming from heaven to be here any day. Oh, I can taste his promise. Hello friends and welcome to the Growing in God's Word podcast with Dr. Jim and Joy McInnes. Our purpose is to bring to you encouraging teachings that will help you grow in your understanding of the Word of God. Today, Joy and I would like to share with you from our hearts uh, on something called uh, the Lord Building Your House. That God will build your life. He wants to build your life. Enjoy. We have a verse about this, yes. don't we? Yes. I, I'm going to read to you from the New Living Translation. It's taken from the book of Psalms, chapter 127, verses 1 and 2. Unless the Lord builds a house, the work of the builders is useless. Unless the Lord protects a city, guarding it with sentries will do no good. It is useless for you to work so hard from early morning until late at night anxiously working for food to eat, for God gives rest to his loved ones. Oh, I like the rest part. Amen. <laughs> Maybe this is a picture of you. You're working. You feel like that. Oh, I seem like I work all day and I have nothing to show for it. Well, uh, the Bible says, except the Lord build the house. Now, when he's talking about house here, he's not literally talking like we have in our area, people building physical mm -hmm. houses. In one sense, he is. Let me explain it. There's three areas, Joy, here of houses he's mm -hmm. talking about. The first is the Bible talks about building our, our physical house, meaning this is two-edged. It means uh, uh your family line, mm -hmm. like like your your children and your grandchildren, mm -hmm. that was like the house of David. It didn't mean David had a big house, but then it also means the house where you dwelled. It said that um, that Jesus had a house. It said, you know that mm -hmm. it says they met in his house. He was a carpenter, so That's he right. probably had a house. But the second area, he says, except the Lord keep the city, um, and he's talking about a God protecting. A protection in our lives. We're going to get that in a second. Mm -hmm. And uh, the third thing we're going to talk about is that God wants to build this house, meaning inside right. ourselves. So this is all interesting. That's right. This is very good. And it says, though, it says it's useless to work, or it says it's vain in some translation. It's vain to get up early and go to bed. Now, now many of us have to do that. That's right. What he means is, unless God has put you there. Mm -hmm. Unless you've asked God in your life, it becomes empty. That's Solomon, right. who was the richest man in the world. Solomon, when he built the Holy of Holies, had 23 tons of gold that he put just in the Holy of Holies. Wow. And he, all the things Solomon did, all the wives he had. We read about all the things that he had there, built Temp, uh, uh, temples and he built uh, uh, houses for his wives and the daughter of Pharaoh he built a special palace for mm -hmm. her and yet he said life is vanity that's right when you've done everything it's empty because you see it says in Galatians 6 7 be not deceived God is not mocked for whatever a man soweth so shall he reap for he that soweth to his flesh shall reap in the flesh corruption but he that soweth to the spirit shall reap life everlasting. Now, the word vain that we've talked about, which is used many times here in the verses we mm -hmm. talked about before, um, vain uh, comes from a word, you know, it, it, it's kind of like useless, yeah. empty. Yeah, that's right. And that's our life without Jesus. That's right, exactly. 
we're missing on what is what is very important in 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 the building of our house you know building of our family the building of our spiritual house you see it says here it says that except the lord build the house they labor in vain except god comes and you dedicate your life you say god you build my house. You show me what to do. God, build, build my life. Build my relationships. What you want. This is what we're going to talk about mm -hmm. today. Because many people, as they get older, they look back on their life and they say, what did I do? I just made money. I, I, maybe I didn't make money. You know, I just was <laughs> out. Um, it, it just seems so empty. But you know, when God's in it and God's been leading you, nothing is empty. That's right. Benjamin Franklin. The older he got, the more he, he turned to God. He didn't at first. And he said this. It's very interesting. He said, The longer I live, the more convincing proofs I see of the truth that God governs the affairs of men. We have been assured, sir, he said this to the Congress, actually, we've been assured, sir, in the sacred writings that except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that build it. That was Benjamin Franklin speaking mm -hmm. to the, the Congress, telling them, except this country is built upon God, we labor in vain. We, you see, because unless we sit down and ask God to be that That's part right. of our life. That's right. There's an old German proverb, and it says this. I won't say it in German because my German's not that good. <laughs> but it says this, everything depends on the blessing of God. Everything depends on the blessing of God. Except the Lord build the house. Mm -hmm. They labor in vain, they build it. What good is all of your working? What is good is all your thing if it's going to end in nothing? That's right. Everything is temporal, you know. Everything is like we're building, we're working and pursuing things, you know, uh, trying to achieve this and that, establishing this and that, uh, maybe uh, owning this and that, you know. But everything, uh, God wants us to enjoy, you know, a good life. But, you know, in everything, he must be there. He must be part of it. He must be the one who's guiding, who's directing, who's, who's building in our lives. You, you see, the, the point is this. Except God builds the house. You know, what happens is, it, let's go back to the house, what the house is made. Okay. Um, because, like, first you have your home, you, the mm -hmm. place where you live physically. That's right. Um, uh, except you say to God, lead me in my life. How do you know the person you should marry? How do you know the place you should? I know a lot of people bought a house yes. now in our area. Now, all of a sudden, they're in trouble. That's right. You know, God knew that was going to happen, didn't he? That's right. We need to seek God every step we make. Mm -hmm. um, present company not included, I'm saying, because I know some people around here bought houses. But, you know, what happens is is that, that, that we need to seek God and what we're doing and then ask for that inner witness. For example, you can meet a person. They can seem really sweet, really nice, Filipino mm -hmm. lady, mm -hmm. like you. Like me. <laughs> and, and everything goes really good. And then and they're married three weeks, four weeks, and all of a sudden the real joy mm -hmm. comes out. Mm -hmm. Well, what happens is as we seek God, he knows the real joy, doesn't he? That's right. And that's what you were a joy to me. That's you, right. The Lord just gave us that assurance. And, and you see, God knew. But that's what we don't do. We don't realize that we have to involve God in our everyday life. 
Yes, you know what? I hear a lot of people just sometimes, uh, you know, nonchalantly just saying, oh, do you ask God, you know, what to do today? Do you ask God even for a parking place? Do you ask God for, you know, things like that? I said, yes. You know what? I, 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 I especially in major decisions in life, you know, like what career to pursue, what job yes. to take on, you know, you just don't jump on what is available, if you're looking for a job, you pray for it. Lord, is this the right door for me? Is this the best job that you have for me? Is this the job where I will grow or where I can be a blessing or where I in turn can be blessed? So, you know, things like that. God wants to be involved in everything and be part of it. See, this is, this is what people don't understand, really, is that, that God enjoys that we involve Him. Right. You say, does God tell you everything? What kind of ice cream you should eat? No, 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 no. No. But, but, but we involve God as a friend. We ask Him for counsel as a Father. He's our Heavenly Father. For example, we can buy a car. Yes. You know, it can look good on the outside. That's right. It got four tires in it. That's about as far as I know about mm -hmm. cars. I can fix computers, but cars are not so good. That's right. Well, you know, it, we buy a car, all of a sudden you feel, don't feel good. Mm -hmm. It looks good. Of course, the guy's trying to sell it to you. Of he course. said, this car is the best car ever made. Yes. Well, and then you don't feel a peace inside. That ever happened to you. But you went against that peace and bought it anyway. What yes. happened? You end up with troubles. The same with the house. Mm -hmm. The same with that marriage. Uh, you can find someone who's fantastic, and yet you don't have that peace. Because the, if you know the Lord, you're born again, the Bible says we'll be led by His peace. That's right. And that peace is gone on the inside. I know people who are Christians that have been married just months, weeks, mm -hmm. and they got in trouble. Because they didn't really seek the Lord. They sought their emotion. That's right. I gotta have a husband. I gotta have this. And then they didn't see God. We'll, we'll get to a point on that later. Mm -hmm. But um, we gotta see God for our home. That's right. Secondly, uh, another area is uh, except the Lord build the house, we have the church as a house. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And I guess God builds the church. All we're gonna have is a Christian club, not something alive. To me, a church is more than just a place where you come Sunday morning, stand up and sit down and say, Oh me, hallelujah, and then you fellowship at the back of someone's neck. The church should be the most important, um, uh, I was, what's the word I want to use? Not organization, but most important thing fellowship. in your life. Fellow, well, fellowship area in your life outside of your marriage and mm -hmm. your home and your relationship with God. Uh, the church should be a place where you can come and if you have need, you can open your heart. Where you know you're loved. In our church, we have the motto, loving God, loving people, loving mercy. God loves people. Now, except God builds the church, we're just heading for trouble. That's right. That's right. And I know that there are a lot of good churches in the area, a yes. lot of good churches in the area. And, and, and sometimes one church may have a different emphasis, you know, like maybe more mission or more different kinds, you know, maybe youth orientated or different kinds of emphasis. But what happens is, you know, the, the pastors and the leaders of the church, they come before the Lord, they seek God's direction, they seek God's heart hopefully, for this church. Over, yes. yes, hopefully for every church, you know, that they seek God. And, you know, especially like, for example, uh, the beginning of every year, we, you know, there's, there's always a time of just 
seeking for direction from the Lord. Okay, Lord, what do you want us? What what direction do you want us to do? What are the things that you want us to be doing, involved in, you know, and things like that? We just don't do it because it sounds nice, because there's a, there's a, a demand for it. But we seek we seek God first and ask for His leading. And this is where we get in trouble sometimes, that we get so organized that we organize God out of the church. He could mm -hmm. leave and we could keep on going for <laughs> 10 years and not even know he's gone. I like to have a church where if God's not there, we're in trouble. That's right. <laughs> if God's not there, I don't know how we're going to make it to finances. I don't know how we're going to make it with our other things because it's it got to be of God. Everything we do should have eternal value. Um, and so that's very important. And you should belong to a church like that. If you don't belong to a church, you should get in there. God's plan is for everyone to be a part of a living church. The Bible says that we should we should blossom. Where, I'm paraphrasing now. Blossom where he's planted us. That's right. And the third area is that the Bible says that our body is the temple of the Holy mm -hmm. Spirit. Now, unless God builds in our life, physically, our emotions, That's our right. lives, right. we're going to be a mess. You see, we, we seek uh, gratification in the wrong places. We, we seek pleasure the wrong places. We seek meaning the wrong places. And except except we, God builds this house, Jim McGinnis, mm -hmm. it's vain. Because mm -hmm. one day I'll stand before, before God. And as I stand before God, everything that's of the flesh, everything, when I say by flesh, I mean everything that's just been my own ideas, my own things, will be uh, washed away. And only that which is God will stand. Mm -hmm. And in this life, we need it too. That's right. Anyway, that's you have right. thoughts on that before we go on? Yes, like you said, um, you know, our, our, our physical house, right? Our physical house. That's right. That's why, well, like, like the Bible said, this is the temple of the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit and God, through His Holy Spirit, will direct us. You know, there are some food that might be good for me physically that might not be uh, accepted, you know, by your body. So we, we seek, you know, we, even in things like that, in the, the food we eat, the type of diet and uh, activities that we, 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 we get involved in, you know, even that, even in those areas, God is very much interested. Because that's yeah. us. Very good. Uh, you know, some of our viewers are probably saying, oh, come on now. Do you involve God in everything? Oh, yeah, we do. It doesn't mean we have a half hour prayer meeting before we have our dinner. That's right. <laughs> We're talking about just being led by peace. Uh, when I was in England, there was a vicar, a high up vicar in the Anglican church there that did not like me. I had other vicars that were my friends and many leaders in the Anglican church that were close to me. But this one vicar... He did not like me, and he wrote articles in the newspaper against me. And I felt hurt, you know. None of us like to be that's rejected. Tough. Yeah, that's hard. Especially when we're trying to do right, you know, and being misunderstood. And he wrote, and I, I tried to get a hold of him. I said, can we meet, sir? And he said, no, we don't want to meet. He never met me. So finally, he wrote an article in the paper that cinched it all. And from then on, I did not say anything because mm -hmm. he, what he wrote in that article was preachers like Jim McInnes I can't stand <laughs> he said because they're the kind of Christians that ask God for a parking place <laughs> I said guilty guilty <laughs> they're the kind of 
people that talk about being born again as a guilty. And this article was that we were the kind of people that asked God, like, like you know, for simple things in our life. And we do that. I do that. I ask God mm -hmm. for things to help me in my life. I really do. Yes. Well, anyway, we've got to get back here, and we're talking about three ways to build a house. There's three ways to build a house. The first way is you can just go do it without God. Mm -hmm. Jesus talked about the man who built his house on the sand. Remember? That's right, the foolish man. And what did the other one do? And the foolish man built the ma uh, his house on the sand, and the wise man built his house on the rock. And when the rains came... That's right. Well, the first thing you do is you... You can build your house, just disregard God, and there's two effects to that. Number one is in this life, number two is in the next mm -hmm. life. And so what happens is this, is that, that, well, that we disregard, the Bible says, except the Lord build the house. And we wonder why things don't work out for us. We wonder why the, the things we grasp for, even if we get them, they're empty. Contractor. It's just just like the contractor I read about who uh, was building a church, a Catholic church in Mexico. He used inferior products, inferior materials to save money because he wanted to be have more money. When they inaugurated the church, it fell. It, it was fell. It wow. wouldn't stand. And when it fell, his own brother was killed. Wow. I bet she regretted that. Mm-hmm. I bet. You see, the fallacy of building our life in our own way, selfish ways, never ends good. The second way we can do things, you're a Christian, you're listening here today, mm -hmm. and you say, well, I involve God. And the way we involve God is, <laughs> Lord, can you bless what I just did? <laughs> Lord, I made up my mind. I'm going to marry this girl. Lord, I want your blessing. Of course, he's a loving God. He'll come and help you. But what you're doing is you want God's stamp of approval without seeking him first. We learn sometimes that forgiveness is easier to get than permission. Uh huh. Think about that. Forgiveness is easier than permission. But it's really not. It sounds good that, that God's forgiving. But there is a result of not living that way that God had for us. That's right. There's, there's a consequence. There's yeah. Yeah, there is a consequence. Sometimes you would understand that when God says no, because he wants to give us the best. That's right. And we're afraid he's going to say no, so we don't ask him. And, and, just, and just later on, just and say, later Lord, on say, oh, God, stamp, stamp. Stamp of approval. Just, Lord, just just have mercy. Just bless. God is merciful, but you know what? It must have, it, it probably grieves his heart to see us, you know, just doing doing our going things doing our things you know our own way and then just especially at the first sign of trouble we go we keep we run to him and said lord help 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 and intervene. He's there. thank god he's there and he's always there though god is so good well let me tell you not to coin an old tv program i don't know if you have in the philippines father knows best yes <laughs> yes we do have that. that one and we also have mother's knows best you did <laughs> yep well we have Father knows best. Our Father in Heaven knows best. <laughs> Our Father in Heaven, He knows best, doesn't He? Um, the third way is the way that God prefers mm -hmm. and the way that gives life to us. That if we seek Him first, there's a thrill of seeing God fulfill His will in our life. 
is a thrill of seeking Him. You say, Jim, seek Him. Well, God, speak to me. We Sometimes we Christians, we use terms that, that, that people don't understand. I say that God spoke to me. You say, mm-hmm. God spoke to you. You say, Jim, this is God, like Moses in the burning bush. No, that's not what we're talking about. When God speaks to us, He speaks in that still inner voice. He leads with peace. Mm-hmm. He, 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 in gentleness. That's right. And if you're still, and you just get still before God, and you open your heart, and you say, God, I'm coming into this situation. I want you to be apart from the beginning. Uh, take mm-hmm. marriage, for example. I met this person. I think she's fantastic. Mm-hmm. God, What's your will? What do you feel? I don't want to do it without you. And then we seek God. And that peace will either grow or else a worry will start to come in. That's right. That doesn't mean that person's wrong or bad in that sense, but that God has other plans. Maybe he wants you to wait a while. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's so many things involved. Yes, that's true. But we need to seek God, but we usually don't because we're afraid of what answer we might get. That's right. And that speaks to me that we already know deep inside what, what the answer to do. would be. Yeah. That means that, you know, many times we're afraid to ask God. It's because inside, God's already spoken, and we really know it. Mm-hmm. We just don't want to admit it. Yes, like the scripture says, in all thy ways acknowledge him, and he will direct our path. Yes. You know, And in, it says there, in all, in all thy ways, in all our ways acknowledge him, and he will direct our path. It's not, it doesn't say in some of our ways, or in most of our ways, but in all our ways. He's the master craftsman. That's right. The master builder, the Bible says. He knows how to build your house right. Have you made a mess of your life? Well, I did in many ways. Still do sometimes, so I don't, don't listen to God. I've had times uh, that, you know, I went ahead and my own, my own gym went ahead without seeking God. I always ended up not 100%. Sometimes it was okay, but many times it's down. But only God. Amen. Praise God for that. Well, Joy. Um, The Bible says this, We are His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works. See, when we put God's plan in our life, He's created us for good works. He has plans for us. Let me read another verse from Jeremiah. You wonder what God has plans for for your life? It's good works. But here's more. Jeremiah 29, 11 in the Amplified. For I know the thoughts and the plans I have for you, says the Lord. Thoughts and plans for your welfare and peace and not for evil to give you hope in your final outcome. The final outcome. Yeah, that's one of my favorite verses, I tell you. You do? Yes. Yeah, because I know God has a plan for my life, you know. And like he said, he will not withhold anything that is for my good. But uh, I have to, but I I realize that, you know, I have to come before him and, uh, you know, and just uh, ask for his, his, his leading and his direction in everything. Let me come back to the final outcome. The final outcome. Every one of us has a final outcome in our life. Even if we, there's a final outcome when we get older and mm-hmm. we realize that the path that we have taken, we see what fruit it has, it has grown. There's a poem I want to read. It says this, when I retire, you know. This is a good poem for our area because we're a lot of retirees. He always said that he would retire when he had made a million clear. And so he toiled into the dusk from day to day, from year to year. At last he put his leisures up and laid his stock reports aside. And when he started out to live, he found he'd already died. Oh. 
<laughs> you know, we always say that we're going to, in the future, we're going to do this, we're going to get mm -hmm. there. But you know, you're living your life now. We, Jesus said we have no one that can guarantee us the future. You have now. We can't just keep living for one day when we finally we're out and tired and things are going to be good. Well, most people I know, when they get older, they're creakier. I'm getting creakier, and I'm not getting that old, and, and things happen. You know, God wants to give you a full life today. A full life. That's His promise. He wants us to have an abundant life. An abundant and full life. Now, now if we build our house, we make mistakes. Mm -hmm. In Sweden... We had this wonderful guy called Christer Nilsson. He's, he's a, now he's Christer Sagerliev. He changed his life. Name is Christer Sagerliev. And he swears this is not true. And I talked about it once on the show. But this actually happened. We connected our, um, uh, this house, we connected the toilets. We had to put toilets in and sinks. And Christer, he was an electrician, mm -hmm. not a plumber. Really good guy. And... He went up, and I asked Christian, did you, did you fix the toilet? And he says, yeah, I fixed the toilet. We went up there and make sure everything's going. We turned on the hot water and the sink. It was cold. So I thought he mixed up the cold <laughs> and hot water. So I turned down the cold, you know, the, the cold water, expecting hot. It was cold water. He says, I know I connected the hot water. We looked and we, tried, we could not find the hot water. Then we flushed the toilet and steam began to come up. <laughs> we had connected the hot water. We had, we had the warmest toilet in the The in most the clean, Sweden. the sanitized, the most sanitized it's toilet. Good for, it's good for those hot, those cold, cold days in, 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 in Sweden. Well, that's what we do with our life. We connect things wrong unless we go after the master builder's plan. That's right. Plan. The plan of the master builder. Except builder's. the Lord build the house. That's right. Except the Lord build the house. Now, but before I even met you, God mm -hmm. had spoken to you. Yes, yes. Uh, you were seeking God. That's right. Eleven years before I met uh, Jim, God already spoke to me very clearly to get ready to leave my father's household because he's going to bring somebody from a faraway land. And I said, Lord, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm going to wait and wait, you know, until this... this your will will come to pass, and it took 11 years. But you said no to other people. And I suitors. said no to other people who they were, were nice. good Christians, who shared the same, uh, were both uh, were on the medical field and the dentistry field. But I just sensed that this was not, it's a good door, but it's not the best door that God has for me. So I had to say no. So you see, we need to ask God. And this is my question for you today. There's so much more we could say today. Except the Lord build the house. My friends, I've counsel oh, constantly with people who made shipwrecks of their life. Because if not, let the Lord build the house. If you're one like that, let me give you the good news. Mm -hmm. Turn the keys over to Jesus right now. Ask Him to come in and change your life and say, God, I keep making a mess of it. Let me seek you first. If you never experienced salvation, never been born again, you can ask Jesus in your heart today. And when you ask Jesus in your heart, then what you need to do is you need to say, God, I give you control of my life. I give you my heart. You don't know where you'd spend eternity. When the end of life is over and you look back and you're looking back at your life and you wonder if anything was worth anything, let me tell you, if you know Jesus, it will be. God will give you fruit in your life and he will bless you. 
to find Jesus right now. Call, just pray with us. We're going to pray and call that number there. So right now, I want to pray. Joy, let's pray together. Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray for every person listening. We ask God, Lord, that they just experience the joy of asking you into yes. their lives. We pray a blessing upon each person who's listening here today. We pray, God, that those that know you will once again be encouraged to seek you every day for your will. Because, Lord, we make a mess of things and we, we seem to mess up again and again. And yet you have a plan, you have a way. And we commit our ways to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Father, come and fill me up. Let your spirit come. Rain down in my life, flood me with your love. I claim on earth what's coming from heaven to be here any day. Oh, I can taste his promise that is coming my way.